Hello, Maker of Minnesota friends and fans. We have a very special event coming up. I'm hosting a series of Makers of Minnesota dinners at the Lexington in St. Paul, and I'm so excited. Not only will you be front and center with some of the best makers in the Twin Cities, but you'll be treated to a three-course dinner, compliments of Chef Antonio from the Lexington, and he'll be using the featured maker's ingredients in all the courses that he's making for this special event. Our September dinner is Tuesday, September 28th, and tickets are $98. Our featured makers are the talented folks from Alamar Cheese, Red Table Meats, Bakersfield Flour and Bread, and Trace Leches in the food building in Northeast Minneapolis. We will be the exclusive diners in the restaurant for the entire evening, and you will mingle with me and your favorite makers and taste their wonderful products. And a special treat, you can even pre-order the first ever Makers of Minnesota holiday box filled with my favorite products from makers all around the Twin Cities. We'll have a limited number of tickets for this special event, and when they're gone, they're gone. So go to thelexmn.com and sign up via Eventbrite for the first Makers of Minnesota dinner featuring the talented makers of the food building, including the delicious cheese from Alamar Cheese, breads from Bakersfield Flour and Bread, meats from Red Table Meats and Elixirs, and tinctures from Trace Leches. Get your tickets now at thelexmn.com. listening to the Makers of Minnesota podcast, where we talk to cool people doing cool things in the state of Minnesota. My name is Stephanie Hansen, and I'm pleased to be on the line today with a couple of makers that have a product that is very new to me. So I'm assuming it might be new to some of you folks too. The product is called Zambezi. Zambezi. I should say it right, because I'm going to do it the Minnesota way. Zambezi Biltong. And it is a jerky product that I'm really excited about because they're doing a jerky in a different way than we've seen it before. Ranga is with us today and also Mwila. Welcome, <laughs> you guys. Okay, so I know that this is jerky, but like Biltong, the jerky part, or is the Zambezi the jerky part, or the product name? I'm confused and I want to get this right for you. Yeah, sure. no, that's... So- just to, just a level set. So uh, Zambezi Biltong, right? Uh, Zambezi is basically a river in Southern Africa, uh, which originates in Zambia, but it trickles down through about eight countries and exits into the Indian Ocean. So myself, Mwila, I'm from Zambia and Ranga's from Zimbabwe. And the Zambezi is a river that splits the two countries, right? So it's something that we share in common. So uh, that's something that resonated for both of us. But the biltong comes into the actual dried beef, right? That's the beef snack. And it goes back to pre-refrigeration times where drying meat and preserving it was a necessity, right? You've got no refrigeration, but you need to store your 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 catch or, you know, after after hunting for several months because you don't know how sustainable or sustained you will be. So this was a, a basic way of, you know, just curing your meats with salt uh, and some herbs that were found in the in the tundra in Southern Africa. And over the years, it has evolved into a novelty, you know, from a necessity into a novelty slash delicacy. And 
upon immigrating to the U.S., that was something that we were searching for because that's part of our culture. You know, it's it's a it's a great snack where we come from, and we just couldn't find it. The closest thing that we came to was jerky, which was okay, but it just wasn't what we were used to. So, you know, upon searching all corners of the U.S., we couldn't find what really ticked the box as biltong for us. So we ended up just embarking and, you know, figuring it out. And we were like, if nobody's going to do this, let's just jump in and do it ourselves. I'm very interested in your, first of all, I'm embarrassed. So I'll just go there because basically it sounds like this Zambezi River is like the Mississippi River. It goes through your entire <laughs> country and I had no idea. So great. You know, because one thing I will say about American schools or United States schools is they don't do a great job with geography. And I was a terrible student in that area. So that aside, it is really cool to me that your process is so different and yet mm-hmm. so natural Mm -hmm. in that it's the way it had been done for thousands of years really you're not Mm -hmm. like taking and rendering a piece of beef and drying it out in a in a plant you're just Mm -hmm. using the salt and the natural um ingredients Mm -hmm. that would happen in preserving food like Mm -hmm. they've done for thousands of years so that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. and and you'll find with that too stephanie and actually one of the things you know i know you you compared biltong to jerky. I would say biltong, in my in my in my own view, is significantly better. <laughs> I'll tell everyone it's not like jerky; it's better than jerky. But um, but the biltong aspect, the actual biltong itself, means air dried. Biggest difference you will see, as Mula was saying, you know, when you taste biltong, is you can actually taste the flavor of the meat because you know we're taking you know top you know top sirloin and air drying it you know, for seven to eight, in some cases, nine days. Um, so it, re- it retains that flavor of the meat. Um, and also, you know, one thing we're really big about is, you know, no addition of sugar, right? You know, trying to keep it healthy, but also, you know, providing that alternative snack that does have, you know, high protein content. I mean, we do have 32 grams of protein in each bag. So, so we find that being a really good alternative snack for all, uh, for all lifestyles. You guys are right on time in terms of the market seems like ripe for this product because people are very protein focused. There's a lot of focus on keto, uh, still on the Atkins diet, and also like helping kids get more protein and not necessarily relying on dairy alternatives. So would you say that this is a good product for families and kids and snacks? Yeah, it's certainly, you know, uh, I'll, I'll take this one, Ranga, right? <laughs> uh, the reason is, and, and actually, this is this is something that we kick ourselves uh, in the behind <laughs> for, is that it's something that we've been talking about for a good six to seven years. And, you know, with good times and other things, it just, it's, it just becomes that story that you talk about around the campfires. And really, you know, if we said to ourselves that if we don't do this during the COVID situation, when things are shut down, we're never going to do it, right? So that's when we jumped into it in the midst of COVID. But from the health aspect, yes, that is very true. It really is that all-around great snack, you know, it adults, kids. And that's one thing that is has been uh, conflicting for us from a marketing standpoint because it's always like, oh, yeah, 
You need to figure out your niche. Who's your niche target group? Who's your customer base? And it's difficult for us because unless you're vegan, this is for you, right? <laughs> so it could be for, you know, your two-year-old. It could be for grandma, grandpa. You know, you're a sports, sports enthusiast or, you know, you just want to chill on the couch and have a, a healthy snack. Whatever it is, you know, this this kind of checks those boxes. So it's an interesting uh, conundrum to be to have, I would say. I like yeah. your packaging. I think it's really eye-catching. How hard has this been? In some ways, you are evangelists for mm-hmm. what is a new thing to a lot of people in the United States and certainly in Minnesota. So you have to make this delicious product, but then you have mm-hmm. to educate people like me mm-hmm. about this delicious product. How hard has that been? Or have people been pretty welcoming? You know, I'd say, I mean, I think, I mean, I think that's probably been, you know, the tough, I mean, I think if you think about, as we did our research, right, a lot of companies that try to bring Biltong or brought Biltong into the US, you know, the toughest thing is, you know, brand awareness, right, and product awareness. And and for us, I mean, I think we've been fortunate because, I mean, I think, you know, as we thought about doing this, you know, our purpose around this was really centered around how do we bring our culture and tradition um, and share it, you know, with our new friends and family, you know, with Mila and both Mila and I having immigrated to the U.S. And, you know, how, you know, how do we do that in a fun way? And, you know, and, and Biltong, you know, and we know food is always a good, a good method of doing that. And, and what we've found is, I mean, we've had, a, you know, we've, we've been fortunate to have friends and family that have, you know, helped us get the word out there. But what's been even better is, you know, people are usually hesitant, right? I mean, it's, but once they try the product, um, once they try Biltong, I mean, I mean, and that alone has helped us as we continue to, you know, get the message out. I mean, I'll use an example. We were at the farmer's market a few weeks ago and, you know, one mom and a daughter came and bought, you know, they tried it. I mean, they were hesitant, you know, with, you know, some samples, they tried, they liked it. So they bought a packet and the next week, I mean, I remember a daughter and she walks right straight there. She, you know, she gives me $8. It's like, oh, I have, a, you know, I have a packet of traditional and a mom comes and she's like, she hasn't stopped talking about it. I mean, we, you know, she wanted to go to, this, <laughs> to the farmer's market and get a packet. So, so, you know, so that, you know, for us as Mila and I look at this, right. I mean, that's, that's what brings us joy when now, you know, we're able to share our culture, you know, with our new family and friends here in the U.S. Has it been, um, there's a lot of Minnesota connections with food manufacturers and general mills. And um, also, obviously, there are a lot of new uh, business initiatives to help Black-owned businesses and businesses driven by people of color because of the murder of George Floyd. Has that, have you guys been able to ride any of that wave in terms of that people are really interested in helping invest in uh, businesses for black owned people. Yeah. I, it's, you know, it's, it's been a, an interesting dynamic in that we, even though we started planning to officially launch, uh, I would say we started, we, we started the planning process mid last year, uh, round, 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 round around this time. But when we actually intended to launch of which we launched on February 12th, 2021, this was right in the thick of COVID, right? So we weren't able to do, you know, events or reach out socially, right? So it was very awkward, but we persevered. And I think what kept us afloat was the support from our community. Like Ranga said, mm-hmm. our neighbors, our friends, mm-hmm. you know, our, our family, but also extended 
family and friends, right? Mm-hmm, with the mm-hmm. word with the word of mouth and also some of the projects that have come out even from the state with regards to supporting the the the, the small business owners certainly a lot of support with black owned businesses but on the whole we've had a generous amount of genuine support from the Minnesota community and it, it has just shown as we've opened up a bit more from the covid situation with our farmers markets you know, getting repeat customers, getting recommendations. And yeah, it's, it's been a, an amazing journey over the past few months. Sampling yeah. is got to be just totally critical for you guys. And yeah. all the grocery stores were shut down, Costco's, the Sam's Clubs, the yes. farmer's markets, but everything from a sampling perspective is opening mm-hmm. up. Do you have what's called a conversion rate? So do you know if you sample someone, what are the percentage that they will buy the product? You know, I mean, I would say roughly, I mean, and I'm using this based on our experience at, you know, farmers markets and the events we've done. I mean, it's, it's, it's high. I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say 80%. I mean, is yeah. So that's where we have the challenges, right? I mean, like, that's why for us, it is important to get, you know, get people to try the product. And once they try it, I mean, because it's, it's something different, right? I mean, so, but once they try it, I mean, then it's, hey, give me a bag or two or and then, you know, yeah. and, you know, we have our subscription, you know, our subscription orders where, you know, we've been fortunate to be able to convert some of those customers we see at the farmer's market into, you know, subscription customers. A bag, you said at the farmer's market is $8. How much is the subscription and how does that work and what do they get? Yeah, so for the subscription, you know, we, you know, we offer, you know, 15% off, you know, our, our retail price of $8. And, you know, and free shipping, you know, for, you know, for three bags or more. And, you know, it doesn't matter the frequency. We give people the option, you know, if you want it weekly, if you want it monthly, or as Mueller says, if you want it daily. (laughs) Twice a day. We've had a couple of those. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you know, but what, you know, what's been fun with the subscription. So one of my neighbors, the firefighter, and actually he subscribes every week, you know, he gets, um, you know, eight packets and. Um, and my daughters, you know, they look forward to Saturday morning. We're going to pack up the order for Chad and they run it across the street. So. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you um, in retail stores yet? And what's coming for that? What kind of places are a good fit for you to be sold at? Uh, sure. So, you know, we, we've taken a more uh, simplistic but disruptive approach right to where i think the 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 typical vendor or uh, maker in in this line of field would go straight to retail right but for us in keeping true and being authentic to where we come from biltong being a social snack right right now if you go to southern africa you're going to find biltong in in gathering settings right bars breweries restaurants so with the mushrooming microbrew distillery scene in Minneapolis in, in the cities, it's been a perfect fit for us to target that market. And the reception has been amazing. You know, uh, we get the same reactions that you would back home to have this protein filled snack with amazing spices paired with your beer or, you know, your cocktail, whatever it is. Yum. And, you know, the, the more you eat, the more you drink. So the, <laughs> the breweries love that. <laughs> I was so, pretty much you know, sold. 
<laughs> there you go. So on the tail on the tail end, you know, we we also have been entering the retail side. In that, uh, it, just just to step, take a step back, the way that we actually started was or proceeded was, we have another company called Zambezi Kitchen Spices, right? It's primarily African-inspired spices, and we do have those in a few stores in the in the Twin Cities. So we are in uh, Mini Row Market, uh, Seward Co-op, Ace Hardware in Bloomington, and on the on the back end, we've been uh, fitting in the biltong into those spots as well, just to complement the spices which we actually use on the biltong. So uh, retail is not our main focus, but as we see fit. You know, we we do love to be a part of the the small community, part of the co-ops, and uh, and such. But we don't know what the future holds in the next six to twelve months. You know, we might scale up, but uh, that is yet yet to be seen. Yeah, I I don't know why I didn't put this together, but I have your spice. I have your jerk spice. Oh. It's fantastic. Oh, amazing! <laughs> there you go. I think I, I I think I might have gotten it in. Is it possible I got it in like a Minnesota made box or? Uh huh. Yes, that's you right. did. That's your yeah. your better box. Yes. yes, that's where I got it, and it's fantastic. Yeah. I really have liked. Amazing. It. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. And you guys, <laughs> do you have awesome. a hot sauce too, right? Yes, that's the winter chutney. Okay, and. <laughs> Okay, because that's fantastic too. So, all right. Well, this is all coming full circle. Chutney <laughs> right, is another right, thing right. that people in the United States think there's like only one kind of chutney because mm-hmm. they exactly. think exactly. it's the but mango it... major Gray's chutney. And it's like, no, there's all kinds of chutneys. It's just a sauce. For sure, for sure. You know, that, that's us bringing that African fusion to to the Midwest, to, to the cities, you know, like Ranga said, this is, this is our, our adopted home, right? So we're just trying to bring our little contribution of, you know, a bit, a bit more seasoning and uh, flavor to, uh, to the Midwest. It is, it is welcome. We do have kind of this reputation that people don't like spicy foods and, you know, some people don't, but there's a lot more to the ethnic and cultural landscape of spice than just a spice yeah. as it in as it is hot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like right. exactly. That's why I like to say it's not spicy, it's flavorful. <laughs> yes. Very good description. <laughs> if someone wants to get uh on your subscription or they want to find you at a market, where should they be doing that? Yeah, you know, Tim and I think Mila, you know, mentioned a few of all um, you know, retail outlets, right? I mean, so Linden Hills, you know, we're typically there um, every Sunday, you know, and we've also partnered with, um, you know, like you mentioned a few breweries, um, 612, um, and they were they were the pioneers, you know, they gave us a chance, and through them, we've expanded to Forgotten Star Brewery, Able Brewery, um, Minneapolis Cider Company, um, but also another avenue that we've been really focusing on as well is local gyms. Um, so we're in Los Campanos, um, and it's, you know, we've been getting some really, really good, uh, you know, uh, responses there. And then we're also in, uh, you know, Zessa Fitness, uh, which is downtown in Washington. And, you know, and we're continuing to look to, you know, to expand that channel as much as we can. And, and you know, keeping with the focus of being community-based, the one that I think Will and I are both excited and proud about is, you know, we sponsor uh, Minneapolis, Minneapolis City Soccer Team. So we're, um, you know, we're the official snack sponsor. You know, we're at every game. 
And, and, that, and that has been fun. I mean, being part of that community and, you know, bringing Biltong to them and, um, and we've become the snack. And actually sometimes I enjoy running up and down the aisles. And <laughs> so, so, yeah, so it's been, it's, it's been a fun, uh, you know, six months. But yeah, we're looking, you know, any, and I think it ties into your question earlier, um, Stephanie. I mean, I think we've been successful so far because of, you know, the community has been great. I mean, all those businesses I named, um, even, you know, being, you know, connected with you today. I mean, Frankie lines my with the humble goat. I mean, we're looking to do a partnership there and, you know, how can we, you know, how can we explore and, and disrupt the charcuterie board, right? I mean, everyone is used to salami and, you know, the different kinds of meat. Let's add built on the mix, right? So, so a lot of exciting things to come. Yeah. I'd love to find you on my charcuterie board. I'm excited to talk with you guys. And I can see that we're pretty early on in your journey. And one of the things that I love to do with makers in Minnesota is talk to people and then check back in with them in like a year or two years to kind Mm -hmm. of see world domination, because I can see you guys are both super passionate. The product I know is really good. So congratulations. And it's super fun to talk to you. And we'll have you on again here once we see where this goes because it looks like you've got big plans. Yeah, no, Amazing. thanks. Thank so much. Thanks, Stephanie. And yeah, and like thanks. you said, yeah, and like you said, you know, with our if anyone wants the subscriptions, it's you know, our website is www.zambezibiltong.com. And um, we'll be excited to get you know to get an order over to you so you can uh, you can enjoy our goodness. <laughs> I will put that in the show notes too for the episode. So thanks guys. I really wish you tons of success and keep up with the spices too because I loved them. Thank you yeah, so thanks. much. Thank you. So okay. Much. Much All right. Bye bye. Thanks.